It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est Simon. Welcome to the rendezvous. Somebody asked me that question earlier today. A friend of mine, a woman, said, I want to know, Simon, why in my late 30s I cannot feel like I did at 18 the same like butterfly in my stomach. Is it a once-in-a-lifetime feeling when you fall in love for the first time? Does it happen again or not? And here's my answer. It happens again with the right person if it's meant to be. Meaning that some of us will be in love with one person for the rest of our life, even if we don't spend the rest of our life with them, and some of us will fall in love a second or third time. Now, what I don't know is what the universe has for each of us. So that's my answer. But I believe that 100%. It can come back. You calls are next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Melissa. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Melissa. What's going on? So my husband, uh, he's been working on this really big project at work. He's a team leader. So he's got like four or five people working underneath him. Um, and they've been working crazy mm-hmm. hours. And, you know, I've been very supportive. I know, you know, it's, his job is very important. Uh, and I've surprised him a couple of nights, just coming over, bringing, you know, the crew food, snacks, you know, coffee, just to kind of keep him motivated. And, you know, one night I went there, and one of his, you know, team members, she's very flirty with him, mm. kind of handsy, too. Like, she'll hand him a piece of paper, you know, like a, a document, and then, like, put her hand on his um it just doesn't really seem professional. And I think him as the boss really needs to approach in a sensitive way, like, hey, we have to keep it professional. I just don't know, do I continue to kind of push it with him? Do I back off and let him try to handle it? I I just don't know. I just don't want things to get out of hand. I understand. Um, you've talked about it with your husband? Yeah, I brought it up once. He kind of tried to write it off. And I just don't know if I should continue to bring it up because, I, I mean, I've noticed it on a few different occasions. And it just doesn't seem very professional. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but what was his answer like? Just drive me through his answer. What did he say? Yeah, he, he said, oh, you know, she's just overly friendly with everyone. But it's not everyone. She's only doing it to him. So I don't know if it's that he's just oblivious or he doesn't want to see it. It's because he's the boss. It's because she, yeah. she, she's flirting with him because he's the only boss around, right? You said he's the manager of all that team. He, he managed is. them, right? Yeah, he's a team manager. That's it. So the best way to address this would be to talk to your husband of how that makes you feel. So I think for us men sometimes to understand, and and vice versa, um, soon have a conversation about how that makes you feel when she does that. And imagine that um, you boss, um, Melissa, would put his hand just on your shoulder or just like, you know, or flirty, you know, how would he feel about it? I think it has to be like, this is how it makes me feel. Now, imagine if I was a man doing the same thing to me, how would that make you feel, right? Right. Um, and after that, I think that's that's enough for all of us to understand. Uh, I know friends of mine are touchy. Some of my friends, uh, especially in France, it's a different story, but if it makes you uncomfortable, it has to stop, and he has to understand why, you know, it makes you feel like this. So I think you have to have a talk, a straight talk. Right. Okay. Yep. That that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Anytime, Melissa. All right. Good luck to you. Keep the faith and have a good night. You too, Simon. Coming up, we're going to go uh, to Cherie Instagram DM because she just started to date a guy 
and there's one thing missing, and she's really worried about that. So let's go see what's missing coming up in her DM. Next. So I got an Instagram uh, DM at Radio from Cherie who says, Bonjour, Simon. I started dating this guy, and he has no social media at all. He says he's just not into it, but it's making me feel a little suspicious for some reason. So Simon, do you think I can trust a guy who has no social media at all? Actually, it's a good question. Can you trust anybody you want to date who has no social media at all? I'll tell you what I think next. How would you feel if you met somebody you really like, start dating kind, you know, a little bit, and then you realize that this person has no social media at all? And this guy is telling Sheree, who sent me that DM, that he's not into it. Sheree goes, I'm suspicious, and goes, Simon, can I trust a guy who has no social media at all? I would, only for the good reasons. There's some people that are not into it. Really, there's some people that I know, friends of mine, they're not into it. It's all right. Um, I don't judge on social media. Uh, it's a bit strange. I agree, I have mine. But if I like the woman and I, my intuition would be good, I would give it a chance. I don't think we can judge just on social media. So my advice, Sherry, is follow your intuition, give him a chance, and get to know the person first. Social media is a lot of uh, <laughs> shenanigans. You calls are next. Bonjour, Ava. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Ava. What's going on tonight? Well, okay, so my boyfriend and I have been together for about a year now, and I have three cats, and I love my cats, just like they're my children, uh, and he's allergic. So, you know, it didn't really matter early on. I'd spend most of my time at his place, but now it's getting a little more serious, and... Uh, mm -hmm. I had a talk with him asking if he'd be willing to get allergy shots if, you know, things progressed. And he got really mad at me for asking, saying uh, that he thought it was ridiculous that I love my cats more than him. And that's not exactly what it is. So I, I just don't know what to do. Um, how do you feel about uh, what he said? Well, it made me mad. You know, like these cats, I, I've had these cats longer than I've had him in my life. You know, I, they're like my furry children. I can't just abandon them. And he's never been someone who had pets because he's allergic. So I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt that he doesn't understand that relationship. But the fact that he wouldn't consider getting an allergy shot really threw me. Well, it's the limitation that he expressed to his interest into you, actually. That's why I'm glad you called me. And that's why you're shocked. Because by saying, you know, I'm not going to do anything about it, it means, you know, subconsciously, listen, girl, I like you. But, hey, I'm not getting any shot, and there's no future. That's what he meant, subconsciously. And um, because if, if you really love somebody, you understand. I mean, I, I've had wonderful German Shepherds and, and other pets, but you, you understand that pets are like family, right? And so my advice to you, Ava, is to drop this guy. Because if he doesn't have the sensitivity in the heart, A, to understand what you're saying, and two, not to make any effort, the guy is just, you know, here for fun. That's my advice. So I say goodbye to this guy. What do you say? <sighs> okay, that is a lot to think about. I mean, it's your decision, but when I had my two German Shepherds, if a woman would have said, you know, uh, I'm allergic, and I said, take a shot, she would have said no. I said, listen, 
I love my dogs, they staying. So we got to understand, when we really love somebody, we'll cross the world for them. We'll take a shot, we'll do things. And when we don't love somebody, we don't do those things, plain and simple. Okay? Yeah, you've got a point, Simon. I know. Thank, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Debbie Downer tonight saying that, but I feel it's going to protect you on the long run. No, it's okay. I'll still have my cats. My mom won't be happy, That's... but I'll still have my cats. <laughs> Oh, you'll find another dude. Don't worry, the, the pandemic is almost over soon enough. Liberation. <laughs> Thank you, Simon. You got it. Thanks, Ava. You have a good night. You too. Coming up, let's talk about there is no love without proof of love. Because I think it applies to this story. Next. So I don't know if your parents taught you that too when you were little, but my parents who have been married for 56 years this year, uh, God bless them and... I miss them because they're in Paris. But anyway, um, voice told me, uh, when it comes to love and relationships, there is no love without proof of love. Meaning, everybody can say, I love you. Have you noticed that? It's cheap. I love you. Talk is cheap. But the proof of love is what makes it real. Not just the words, the action. And how would you define the proof of love in a relationship. Let me talk about that coming up next. So what does it mean there is no love without proof of love? So my father said to me when I was a little boy, he said, one day you'll fall in love and, and then you will realize the difference between saying I love you to showing I love you. And showing is caring, respecting, rain or shine, meaning that good days, bad days listening, seeing, remembering, remembering what your partner said, what your partner liked, what your partner loved, what makes them happy. And finally, finally, be on your partner's side. That's how you show love. Not just by saying, I love you. Because that can be said to almost anyone with no meaning. It's good to say it, but without the proof of love, it's just a saying. You call that next. Bonjour, Ruth. Bonjour, Simon. Thank you for having me. Oh, please. Welcome to The Rendezvous. I know you and your girlfriend have a story to share, uh, uh, something romantic that happened to you with your partner. Yes. Tell me what happened. Yes. Um, well, actually, she was pretty sick uh, the week of my quarantine birthday, and I just assumed, you know, it's just going to be a real mellow day, uh, nothing too special. But yeah. my partner, she went really out of her way. And the morning I woke up, there were balloons in the living room and a birthday strung, happy birthday sign strung across. Oh. And just my favorite cupcakes and these beautiful flowers. And then she got a basket of like all my little favorite things, you know. And it was oh. so well thought out. And she to go out of her way while she herself wasn't feeling well. It just Absolutely. meant so much to me. Absolutely. How did that make you feel? Oh, my gosh. Just surprise for one. <laughs> but also just really, you know, loved and thought of and valued. And I think she knows my love language is gifts. <laughs> so she does. She, she knew. She, she, she had to deliver on something. <laughs> oh, I love that. Listen. It is really sweet. So thank you so much for sharing that super sweet story. 
and uh, good luck to you and your partner, um, and, and have a good night. Thank you so much, Simon. Good night. Coming up, I am going to go to my voicemail uh, because Chelsea has a question for me about the guy she's with, and I want to help her. Her voicemail is next. So please remember, you have a question for me, just leave me a voicemail. I play it on air, just like for Chelsea's. Take a listen. Hi, this is Chelsea. Um, I was just curious on if you've been dating someone for almost a year and they keep bringing up marriage and like you're not exactly comfortable with it, how to like tell them that without seeming like you don't want to be with them for a long period of time? That's a great question. If somebody keeps bringing up marriage and you're not ready, what should you do? I'll tell you that next. So, think about it. If um, you're dating somebody who really wants to marry you, but you're not ready, right? Um, one of the two partners is not ready. What should you do um, if they keep bringing it up? My advice to you, Chelsea, is to be honest and to tell him how you feel and that you're not ready. It takes two to tango. It takes two to want to get married. It takes two for everything in a relationship. So it's not against him. It's just that we have to be honest with how we feel. And if they insist too much, then it's kind of passive-aggressive. And you have to tell him to stop that. Because otherwise, it's like controlling, and that's not a good feeling. So follow your intuition. And please, don't ever marry somebody out of pressure, guilt, or manipulation. Okay? Only marry somebody because you can't wait to do it with all your heart. So be honest with yourself and be honest with him. He'll understand. You call the next. Bonjour, Addison. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Addison. What's going on tonight? How can I help you? Okay, I need some, I need some real help here because okay. uh, my husband and I have been married for a long time and we love each other very much. Mm -hmm. But we, you know, we sleep in the same bed together, obviously. We have a king-size bed, but for mm -hmm. some reason, I am being basically shoved off the bed every single night because he's taking up the entire bed. And it's been happening now for months, and I haven't been able to get, like, a full night's sleep because I'm always falling off the edge of the bed in the middle of the night. So I need to know how to how to stop this and how to make it so that we both have some room and we can each get some good sleep. Listen, I'm, I'm <laughs> amazed you lasted a couple months without calling me before that because I wouldn't last a week. Been... I know, it's insane. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really, I'm going to be pragmatic, but follow me there. Okay. I honestly think you need to have two uh, queen-size bed if you have the room or two single bed, you know, but you have to have your own bed. This is impossible. So I think it's just, we got to be practical when we're in a relationship or married or in love is that I, I feel for you, Edison. I just think this is going to destroy your health and, and, you know, everything. So I'm not saying it's against him. I would say, listen, let's look at having two beds, uh, single okay. beds or queen-size beds, and, and then that's it in the same room. But I think not just for you, but Many, many people are just have the same problem and they feel guilty to talk about it and they right. feel like, oh, it's, it's going right? Like it's a tough topic. Yeah, it is. I mean, it seems like silly to talk about it and to even call you and ask you about this, but I mean, it's really affecting our daily lives and <laughs> it's a real problem. It's a real issue. It, 
I understand, and I'm, I'm telling you, I think that if my girlfriend said we're dating somebody, my girlfriend said, Simon, you snore too much or, or we're going to change room, I would. If she tell me, you, you, you kick me out of the bed, we need two beds, I would say yes, because it's more important that both of us have wonderful nights of rest at night than just staying in the exact same bed. Uh, the, the bed is not a tomb. The bed is, is, is a thing <laughs> we can divide, split, grow, reduce, right? So yeah. are you okay with my solution? There's two, yeah. two beds next to each other? Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. I think it's actually a great idea. I'm going to bring that up to him. Really, I, I think it, it will work, and then he will be happy, and he won't disturb you. You'll be happy in the morning, and he will, he'll be bringing back a lot of romance and ooh-la-la. Trust me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You are welcome. Good luck to you, Edison. Thank you so much for calling, and have a good night. Thanks, Simon. You too. Let's talk about appreciation next. Do you feel like your partner appreciates you? We'll talk about that next. Do you feel like your partner appreciates you or not? That was the post on my social media. I hope you follow me at Rendezvous Radio. 24-7, fun stuff, relationships, info, insight, quotes. You'll love it. At Rendezvous Radio. Anyway, do you feel like your partner appreciates you? 61% of you voted yes, 39% of you voted no. And uh, I'm surprised it's almost 40% who believes that their partner do not appreciate them. I hope that changes over time. Uh, thank you so much for spending this late night with me. Merci beaucoup et puis bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.